What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Very special edition of the podcast today. It is Wednesday, June 17th. We are less than 100 days until college football season, baby! Very, very special edition of the podcast today. I'm excited. Going to be joined by the head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Coach Chadwell. Very, very excited about this podcast for you guys. We talked a lot about uh, his Coastal Carolina football team, talked a lot about the recruiting class, life after the pandemic, a lot of great positive things going on at Coastal Carolina football. But first and foremost, all the shows are brought to you by S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square for all of your apparel, all of your outdoors needs, fishing, bait and tackle, everything you could ever think of. Go to S.Y. Wilson. They'll, they'll hook you up. And especially if you tell them the Mitch Davis essential, they'll hook you right up with whatever that you could possibly need. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show. Also, now on Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show. You can also find us on Twitter, Mitch Davis, The Mitch Davis Show 12 on TikTok. And also on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Want to thank Coach Chadwell of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers for coming on the podcast today to talk about his Coastal Carolina football team. I really think you guys will enjoy this podcast. Um, A lot of great stuff going on at Coastal Carolina football. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Coach Chadwell from Coastal Carolina football. I am joined now by the head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Coach Chadwell. Coach, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm, I'm great. I appreciate you allowing me to be on. hope you're doing well. Coach, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. I know it's a crazy time as all the players are starting to come back to campus, and I've heard you guys are in phase one of, uh, of allowing your players to come back to campus. We are. It started... Uh, Monday, I guess June 8th, and, you know, going through the protocols and procedures, we had, I think we had about between 35 and 40 guys come back, uh, most of them that were living here uh, or staying off campus, and uh, hoping that goes well so we can get to phase two here in the next week or so. What what does the certain phases look like for a college football team right now? I know it's all basically up in the air, but what does phase one, phase two look like for you? Well, phase one, uh, you know, is uh, you can have you can have only up to ten at a time in certain areas, whether that's weight room outside. Uh, they all have to follow the procedures of wearing the mask and all those things. Phase two, the difference there is uh, all the same proto- protocols and procedures are followed. You can just add more people at a time. So maybe in the weight room, instead of ten, we can go up to twenty-five at one time and so it's slowly adding more people into your routine and then hoping uh, during that time that there's no new cases there's no outbreaks and then then you can add more so uh phase one goes well we get to phase two hopefully phase two when we add more people in and that goes well we can eventually get to phase three where there's a little less restrictions on certain things during phase one phase two you can't be in a locker room together there's all these different things you can't do uh, until you show that you can handle, you know, everything they want you to handle. Like our guys working out in masks, that's new. 
So they're doing that right now and just trying to trying to figure this out right now until we can hopefully uh, a vaccine or a treatment gets here for this uh, this virus. For the guys that are not able to be on campus, what are you guys doing for them? For them, or is it Zoom meetings? Is it you know sending over the playbook and they're working on their own? What does that kind of look like for those guys at home? Well, we what we did we sent them um, everybody actually while they were home before but we sent them some workout bands. We sent them some uh, protein stuff to help uh, you know make sure they're getting plenty to eat. Now that our our phase one is back, we've We've continued with our Zoom meetings, so we have meetings four days a week uh, where we do special teams uh, twice a week, and then we do position meetings twice a week. And so those are all over Zoom. They're through our playbooks. We're watching video, uh, doing different things uh, with uh, those guys, to trying to treat it as if they were here, because if they were here, we'd be having meetings. We'd be doing all those things. And so trying to to keep them in a routine. Most of them now are out of school. we got a few that are in summer school, but not near as many. And so a uh, majority of them are, are uh, you know, I'd say free or available to meet as much as we can. So that's what we've been doing. We started that Monday, June 8th. We'll do that for three weeks. Uh, then we take a week off. Hopefully during that week off, I say week off, uh, no meetings. Uh, hopefully that's about the time that uh, we'll get our next phase and everybody, hopefully the majority of the team getting down here and, uh, during the first summer two session. You know, last question I have kind of about the, the pandemic a little bit, and then we're going to actually talk a little football. Um, what are What is the the protocol that the Sun Belt is saying, you know, for a season? Is there, you know, is it looking like there's going to be, you know, less fans, less media, um, that kind of thing, like we're seeing with the NBA, the NFL, and those, or is it going to be a season as, as playing, basically? You know, I don't know if anybody knows the exact answer right now. I think because you're still, you know, you're still two months uh, removed from September, you know, kickoff. So I, I think everybody's hopeful there's going to be some sort of fans there. Uh, you know, I think it all really depends on, you know, what happens here the next two months. I, my anticipation will have some fans. I don't, you know, I think the capacity will be limited. Um, you know, the Sun Belt follows, you know, basically what, you know, the NCAA recommend, uh, recommends, but really the NCAA is, is bases it off of what your state government allows. And so I, I think you'll see some, but I, I think it'll be it'll be a lot different. The, the biggest challenge right now, I don't think, is playing. It's more finishing the season. I think that's everybody's concern because um, nobody knows the answer if, uh, you know, if, if your starting quarterback gets it, well, based off the rules and regulations right now, that they want to quarantine not only the starting quarterback, but everybody he was around. Well, if he was around number two quarterback, number three quarterback, then they're quarantined. How you gonna have a how you gonna have a game with no quarterbacks? You know, so uh, I think everybody's trying to figure out that piece. Uh, and that that's fans as well. Fan comes to the game and they have it and they gotta trace everybody that fan was around. So there's a lot that goes into that. And uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to play with fans. Uh, right now, I'm just hoping we're playing, that fans can come great. If not, I hope we can just finish the season. Coach, you open up with South Carolina, or you actually open up with two road games at South Carolina at Eastern Michigan. How do you prepare your guys with the later start for those two big road games, especially at South Carolina? 
Yeah, I think the South Carolina was a tough one just because, you know, the SEC, those, those guys have had the majority of their people back from day one, you know, and we're still, you know, trying to work through our phases. So that's a tough one there. You know, you are going to have shorter times, but, you know, in football, as you know, you're around sports. Nobody cares, you know, nobody cares about excuses. So we're going to have to find a way, for, you know, road games are, are challenging. The one benefit I would say with South Carolina, this is right up the road. So it's not like we have to travel far, do all these things. So I think that will be a benefit because of the situation we're in. Uh, we won't have to travel as far. But, you know, Eastern Michigan was a bowl team last year, so that's going to be that's going to be a, a, you know, a challenge. But what we've got to do is hope that, uh, you know, during this time frame now that what we're doing, our kids are really paying attention to it. They're, they're, they're doing the things they need to to prepare themselves, at least mentally, and so when we come back, they might not be as physically prepared, but if they're if they are mentally, then we're we're still I would say ahead of the game, but we're, we're at least we're where we need to be to go out and try to perform and win those games. But at the end of the day, nobody's gonna care how much time you got, and I'm not gonna make excuses for it. So we got to figure it out. Uh, now, I, you know, Sacramento is obviously SEC team, so that's a challenge in itself. Regardless, if we had we had a uh, hundred thousand weeks to prepare, or the way this is now, you know, it's still a big challenge, but one we look forward to. Coach, you returned seven on offense, especially your standout senior, C.J. Marble. Talk about your offense a little bit until we get uh, – and then we'll get into the defense. Well, we, we do have – C.J. Marable is – it was our, you know, honorable mention all conference running back last year and, and, and our sort of our do-all guy. He's, he's catching the ball well out of the backfield, obviously runs the ball well. So he's, he's, our, our, he's our bell cow from that position. Uh, two quarterbacks played for us last year, Bryce Carpenter, Fred Payton. They're both very, very uh, good in certain aspects. Obviously, there's there's room to grow. They were both uh, sophomores, true sophomores last year. So those guys had good spring practices. We actually had spring practice. We actually got it in. A majority of people didn't. So I was able to see those guys, you know, really develop. So feel good there. And then we have a tight end that's going to be a junior, Isaiah Likely, who is um, – uh, you know, one of the top tight ends in G5 in the country. And, and so uh, he gives us a great dimension of blocking, but also catching the ball. So we've got a good nucleus there. Our biggest challenge is we got to, we got to get better up front. That's been our Achilles heel consistently up there. But uh, I do like the guys that are back. And, and if we can get some, you develop some depth, um, you know, on our offensive side of the ball, we got a chance to be a good offense. Uh, defensively, um, you know, we, we return a very good defensive line and linebacker core up front. Our front seven is really good. Arguably, our, our D line has a chance to be the best in this in the conference. We have a uh, we have a, a guy that uh, played here a couple years ago, transferred out, and then he transferred back that just got eligible, eligible Jeff Gunner, who's an all-conference performer. We have another all-conference performer, Tron Jackson, at defensive ends. Our defensive ends are both all-conference, pretty good in the middle. Uh, and then our secondary there is the biggest issue defensively, uh, from a standpoint of just depth and 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 guys that have played at a high level consistency. So like our talent there, but just very uh, inexperienced in a lot of ways. But uh, I think we'll be better defensively. We made strides last year uh, throughout the season, and I think we'll have a chance to be pretty good this year. With your recruiting class coming in, what are some of the guys that are going to make an immediate? Uh, that you expect to make an immediate difference in, on the team next year? Well, we had we had 11 guys out of our 24 that uh, was able to go through spring practice with us, which was good. 
And so out of those 11, I, I think you, I think you got a chance to see, you know, maybe eight or nine of those guys contribute in a good way early. Uh, from a from an offensive standpoint, we we signed uh, Cam Brown, a transfer wide receiver, uh, as a grad transfer. He's going to play play a lot. Shamari Jones is a running back, was a junior college transfer from from Indy uh, Dream U. That uh, he he will he will spell C.J. Marable and give us a give us a, a bigger back that we've not had in a while. Uh, and then Fred Jackson was a transfer, junior college transfer as well from New Mexico military. That'll be a slot return guy that's got a lot of speed. So I think you'll see those guys make it make an impact from that. Uh, defensively, we had uh, we had a couple junior college D linemen come in that'll provide us some depth. Uh, Travis Geiger, Will Gaby, and then uh, Jordan Strong was a DB, uh, junior college DB that we needed to try to fill some immediate impact. Uh, and he'll play corner for us. So those, those those guys that are older gentlemen that have already played college football, we expect them to make immediate impact. Uh, now, I'm really excited about you know the other guys that we signed. They've not been here this spring, obviously, and I had a chance to be here in the summer. Um, but we signed two linebackers, uh, Shane Bruce and Mason Shelton, that I think will have a chance to really push for some playing time early because of their, their knowledge and ability. I feel good about that from a defensive standpoint. And then we signed a, uh, a freshman running back uh, that uh, I think Isaiah Conley out of Florida that I think has a chance to uh, do some positive things for us based off of our needs. And so really like our class, thought it was the best class that we've signed uh, at, you know, at the FBS level and, and looking forward to getting those guys down here. One thing I will add, though, I think for freshmen this year, people that didn't come in early because of this pandemic, I think it's going to be a lot harder for freshmen to play because it's not a normal summer for them. You know, normally they're down here June, July, they get the lay of the land. If they're not coming in until late July and it's still voluntary, all these things, I think it's going to be more of a challenge for those guys to play uh, as much as maybe they would have uh, just because it's not a normal summer type deal. Coach, talk a little bit about your recruiting pitch to these guys. When you go, now that it's all different, what do you tell these guys in their living room to sell them on Coastal Carolina other than playing at probably the most beautiful beach in America? Yeah, well, we do have that. But, you know, the main thing for us is we, we here's what we, we share when I sit down with them, that our, our job is to help them become the man uh, that God's called them to be. Our principle behind our program is BAM. That stands for being man. And what we're going to use, we're going to use football to, to become that man. And we teach that a man stands on his own two feet uh, he takes responsibility for himself. He treats others with dignity and respect and lives the consequences of his action. And that's how we define it. And so we share with them through football coach. So this is what you're going to turn into. And this is how, uh, you're going to get a quality education at a great location, but you're going to be around people that care and love for you and, and want you to be special beyond the football field. And that's what we share about our program and who we are. Uh, as you know, during during this day and age, we need people to understand what it means to, to be a man and, and to treat others with dignity and respect. That's why we're going through this right now in our country, because people don't do that. And that's why one of the big things and attributes of our program and philosophies behind it. And, uh, and it's the guys that want to be a part of that, um, you know, and, and be a part of our, our journey and our family here. And, and uh, they believe in those things and their families believe in those things. Coach, I think that's awesome. Two more questions I have for you, and I'll let you go. Um Talk about your faith, and you know, for a guy like me, a young journalist, we look up to coaches like you who are strong in their faith. 
um, and our excellent men of God. Talk about your faith real quick, and then we'll wrap it up with a fun question for your fans to get to know you. Well, it's uh, you know it's something that uh, obviously is most important to me, and and uh, I remember you know the impact that a coach can have, good or negative. I think anybody's been around sports, we we all, no matter what the coach is, we all say, "Hey, coach said this." So I think a coach has impact almost as, almost as much as a parent, a mom, and her dad. And so because they you know the coach coach gets to see a kid almost all the time. You know, and based off their sport they're playing, and so for me, I wanted to make sure I used the platform that I had, not only to uh, help them become the best man, but really be able to share how uh, my faith and how that's helped me. The foundation I have and having a relationship with Jesus has helped me through the ups and downs of life, and I want them to be able to have that same experience. And through football, I can share that. Now you got to do it in different ways. Some people are in different positions, but I want to make sure they see my actions through the way I coach my words that it's different than what they see on TV and then what they hear about a coach is always cussing this, cussing that. And we don't do that here. We try to make sure we live our faith out through the way we coach. And I, and I hope by the way we play. And ultimately, that's how we honor God. God puts us in the position that we have, and you gotta you got to honor him in the position you are. And we try to do that through how we treat our players and how we, how we uh, pour into them in all areas. If we're going to turn them into a man, uh, part of that part of that is making sure they have a spiritual foundation, and that's how we do it here. Last question I have for you: After a big win, you know you've always heard the superstitions. After a big win, what do you like to go home and do? Is it a Waffle House meal? Is it a home cooked meal from your wife? What do you like to do after a big win? Well, typically, um, typically we like to go by cookout and get some milkshakes for the big for the um, that's uh, like I got three young kids. They love milkshakes as well. So if, uh, if we're going to celebrate, I'll get a milkshake. Uh, or if, if I'm not feeling milkshake, I'm going to get me a big, uh, big nice swig of sweet tea and, and feel good about myself for about an hour, and then get back to work for the next one. Coach, I, I greatly appreciate you. Good luck this season, and hopefully we can have you on uh, closer to season and talk about how summer camp went. I would love to. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. This has been the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. A very special thank you to Coach Chadwell for coming on the podcast today to talk about Coastal Carolina football. Um, Great interview. A lot of great stuff coming out of Coastal Carolina football. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, Coach Chadwell is, is a great guy, and I really appreciate him coming on the podcast today to talk about his Coastal Carolina football program. This episode of the Mitch Davis Show has been brought to you by S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Be sure you run by there this upcoming weekend and get all your bait and tackle and your apparel needs and everything you could possibly think of there at S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, and you've been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. Be sure you go follow us on Twitter at Mitch Davis underscore eight. Also on Facebook at The Mitch Davis Show and on Instagram now at The Mitch Davis Show. And then, as usual, on TikTok, The Mitch Davis Show 12. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Mitch Davis Show, and I hope you all have a great rest of the week.